You're listening to episode 16 of the NASA and Silicon Valley podcast. Today we speak with U.S. Navy Lieutenant Commander Lija Svek. She's the Director of Military Programs at NASA Ames and works as a liaison officer connecting the Navy and NASA. We discuss how she works connecting students and mentors, and her work advancing and promoting diversity in STEM within NASA and throughout the government as a whole. Here is Lieutenant Commander Lija Svek. little bit about how you came to NASA or more so sure. how did you come into Silicon Valley in general was it like through the military or yes. were you already are you native from here or why? so I am from the California the state of California and it's a great place so I'm really excited to be back um, it's been about 10 years since I've been back in California really where'd you go off to uh, my first few duty stations were in Florida Texas and then Florida with uh, directed energy biofax lab um, Oh, wow. Center for Information Dominance, Quarry Station, Pensacola, and Defense Equal Opportunity Management Institute, Patrick Air Force Base, Florida. Oh, really? So, so you've kind of been all over the I place. Have. How long has it been that you've been here, though? It's going to be two years, October 16th, and I always had NASA as a duty station on my radar. I knew okay. I couldn't do it right away because it required a certain level of seniority, but okay. when it became available, I competed for it, and here I am. So oh, that's... I, I've always had this on my my to-do, oh, on my your plan. radar to come back home and then come and hang out in NASA? Yes, NASA Ames. I mean, you can't beat it. It's a great place. Awesome. So, um, but like, at what point, how did you end up, I mean, so you're officially with the Department of Navy, with the, yes. the Navy. I'm active duty Navy and I'm okay. a liaison officer. So I am doing an outfill type of position where we're not in a traditional duty station or okay. billet doing our typical role, but they still have a lot of value in having military folks stationed in other Absolutely. places where we can be uh, liaisons. For example, here at my job is to look at all the technologies NASA has and all the technologies Navy has and, and DOD how. really and put them together and say, okay, we have these redundancies here or these similarities there. So how did you end up joining the Navy? Did you always have an idea of being at least involved in STEM stuff or is it just happenstance on where how the career goes uh stem yes stem is actually okay. one of my earliest memories so if you want to go way way back <laughs> um, kindergarten actually our teacher she planted these seeds in these clear plastic bags and we systematically measured how much water we gave them killing two of them you know underwater overwater and just the right amount but we measured it and every week measured the growth of these seeds and and everything and that is one of my first memories. It's the, really? the scientific method. So science has always been a part of me. I definitely consider that a core aspect to myself. But the type of science I do, certainly mm -hmm. I didn't know what it would be for a long time, and I kind of discovered that in college. But Yeah, what did you end up studying in college? How did so that go? my undergrad is engineering technology and psychology. I have a PhD in vision science, master's PhD, and then a second master's in international relations, oh, wow. and certificate in data visualization, and I'm currently in human systems integration uh, certificate program, so. Did you go from that, did, were you in the military while doing that, or did that The military community you? I'm in requires the PhD. Wow. So I got that over 10 years ago, and once we're in for a while, they want us to continue educating ourselves and being up to speed, and. Um, you know, certainly in Silicon Valley, you know, it's not keeping up with people. It's being, it's avoiding being run over <laughs> by all the <laughs> technology and just, you know, I've definitely embraced it here. I have a water bottle that tells right, me every, when I need to drink. Every month it's something different. Yeah. Things are moving really quickly. So it's definitely faster here than elsewhere in the country, but it's, it's great. I love it here. So. That's cool. And, and so in most 
I'm guessing that most branches of the military have these liaison officers. Yes. I mean, most people think of the military, but they, they don't really think of them no. being embedded and having that, um, I mean, having that connection with other agencies right. so that everybody kind of can have a connection to each other within just the federal system. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the reasons that you still need the human in the loop. Like for all our technology, we still We're need connecting databases. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you don't have humans. Yeah. Exactly. And it's funny to your earlier point of, you know, military, I definitely didn't see myself in this position when I was younger. I didn't know it existed. Wow. And I always saw what you saw on TV and there's so much more to the military than than what's stereotyped. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a STEM internship, which is one of my other passion areas on um, mm-hmm. providing STEM opportunities and diversity. But I had this great mentor who was like, no, you should really consider this career. I, I always kind of thought I'd work for the government. I never thought I'd be in uniform. Yeah. But I had this great experience that showed, you know, everyone came to the table. We were also different and diverse and everyone was valued for our contributions and we were doing things that made a difference. And, you know, on the medical service side, you are researching and wanting to you know, make everybody the best they can be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a great thing to contribute to. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still here. So it's awesome. It's, it's great. You think of like even being in this area, being in Silicon Valley of different, you know, the different points of view and different perspectives and like yep. having somebody with a military background, being able to know what that's like and contribute to these programs and partnerships. And yes. um, before we did, I had a conversation of like, no matter what field you can think of, there's a role for you at NASA. Absolutely. And that's one of the great things this summer I've brought in, I've helped facilitate over 25 interns and they ranged in background from government to sociology to of course the traditional aerospace and mechanical engineering. And they, a few folks, you know, they told their friends like, you're going to NASA, but you're sociology or you're government or mm-hmm. these different majors, psychology. And the fact is there's a value and there's a job for everybody here. NASA aims and NASA, you know, you can't go to space on pure science alone. You need paperwork, you need government, you need business, you need all these other People have to help people. pave that exactly. way so that the scientists can get paid. Exactly. <laughs> so you can talk about exactly. it. Exactly. And then also see things that other people maybe don't see when you're you're focused on one project yeah. or one thing, having liaison officers and other people just kind of help yeah, kind of bring partnerships those partnerships together. It's all about perspective and the more diverse perspective you have, the better your product's gonna be. I mean, research shows when you bring in different viewpoints, you get more creativity, you get more problem solving, you get better solutions than if everyone had the same viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really exciting to facilitate. Of course, it can be challenging, but that's one of the great things to, you know, one of a fun challenge to overcome. And so when you looked and you saw this job, is it literally just a thing that's online or you're looking for another tour in the military? And are there multiple NASA centers that are possible to go to or laboratories and stuff? So or? this one was created actually as a duty station years before me. Uh, okay. And it's it's changed in its nature of the job throughout the years. Honestly, the military has been involved with NASA since the 50s, well, since before it was even NASA. Even where we are right now, exactly. the Moffett yes. Airfield, where NASA Ames is, was a part. It was previously the a Navy, naval, even yeah. before NACA was even yeah. here. It was a naval air station, so it got put away to not be a naval air station. But the Navy, you know, a lot of the shuttle pilots have been Navy pilots. Mm-hmm. A lot of the um, work is very complimentary. So a lot of people think, okay, Air Force, I could see, you know, I get that, but Navy, what's Navy and NASA doing together? And the Mm -hmm. fact is both Navy and NASA have so much in common. For example, you know, the Navy is on above and under the sea and 
we operate in these environments that no human can be without life support. No human can be without extra augmentation. We're in small quarters. We're doing small base crew work. All these different things that are mm-hmm. very, very pushing the human limits. That's no different from what NASA is wanting to do to take these small, you know, these groups of humans and send them to Mars and other exactly. places. We're we're actually very complementary. You need life support. You you need human factors. You need physics. You need to push the boundaries of all those things. So we're we're studying very complementary uh, subject areas. So to be a person that helps bring those two things together is just so much fun. It's challenging, but so much fun. Oh, excellent. And so your typical day-to-day, because it sounds like even like the different projects and groups that you're working with tends to vary, I'm sure, from project to project. Um, you talked about bringing students over and like focusing on STEM. How, how, how exactly does that play in? Yes, so students are just a great resource. Honestly, they, they have an energy and an enthusiasm and a skill set that we can tap into to further all our initiatives. There are students from junior colleges on up to postdocs, and they come to NASA through Navy-funded programs as well as other funded okay. programs or non-funded programs, and they can come as volunteers. But they come to work uh, eight to ten weeks, typically sometimes even three if they're a cadet, for the summer to help augment the mil- uh, the the personnel here and one of the exciting things we had a cadet come for three weeks and a lot of people mm-hmm. think oh, three weeks what can what you, you do with do? that he actually was crucial to preventing the loss of an entire year's worth of work he oh, wow. was able to take those files and recode them they were uh, the license was going to be running out, so they were going to lose all that work. And he was able to okay. go into those files and get that data before they lost them. Okay, like a software yeah. license was going to expire. Yeah. He literally went in and had to pull out yep. that. And and he spent three weeks doing that. And you know, it, it was crucial. And no one else had the time or the capability to do yeah. what he did. So they would have lost an entire year's worth of work if he hadn't come here and done that for them. So even three weeks worth, you know, you can do something significant and contributory. Uh, so the, several of the other interns have done things that are mandatory steps mm-hmm. along the process to getting to um, taking UASs and UAVs, unmanned aerial the, the, yeah, the unmanned and, air vehicles, yeah. unmanned aerial systems to fly over volcanoes. He's done all the math <laughs> to show yes, this is not going to um, accidentally, you know, fall and hurt someone or different mm-hmm. things like that. They've done just these incredible things that really do matter. That. Is such a huge help to our and do you help bring them mentors. in and place them at places within Ames? I do and find so, places where they can go and it's one of the fun things. I get to be a, a people person and talk to lots of folks here, <laughs> so I do try to socialize as much as possible to get out what people need. And when I get a student with the right skill set and a man- mentor with the need for that skill set, then I can make those matches. And certainly, I, I was able to keep a few for myself this summer and get <laughs> a whole host of different tools and products and things developed and, and completed that were very instrumental and helpful to others. So it's just been really nice. And it seems to be a range because it's like yes. you're talking about like STEM fields, but you're also thinking like mission support things for them. So you're kind of bridging both worlds, and that, that's kind of rare. I mean, not rare, but it's, it, it's unique for this area to be in, to keep your hands in both you know, the research and the science and also making for sure that that stuff can happen. It is challenging. You are a bridge as a liaison officer. You need to walk a fine line between the science and the engineering, which are complementary. They are different, though. I consider myself a little bit of both having, having you know, primarily your, your science more background. science, but a little bit of engineering, too. Um, so I love that I can 
do a little bit of both. I can speak both languages and bring them together. And I think that's what makes this role pivotal and makes it successful. And it's really so rewarding when people tell me like, wow, you've, you've helped make a difference in my work. Thank you. So, so do you really also nice. work from like between military and NASA, do you also work with some of the outside groups, outside companies, outside startups? And I do. I have facilitated some partnerships and opportunities for some, several of the startups around here. Okay. For example, uh, the Defense Innovation Unit Experimental, DIUX, that's their sole role. So I've been able to make... That's almost like a little, like a military think tank that's kind of here. It's yes. based in Silicon Valley. It's a military startup that wants to take advantage and okay. capitalize off the synergy that Silicon Valley has, off the energy. Off so it's the, kind of stepping outside of the normal yes. bureaucracy that it could be so hard to get things done in the government, right. kind of stepping away and having your own mini incubator can exactly. kind of think of things outside the box. So they, they've hosted a number of things and, and helped companies take some of their products to market faster, for example, mm-hmm not wanting to own them, but wanting to get access to them, as I understand okay. them. And it's been a lot of fun just making those connections for people and helping facilitate those um, different partnerships. And, you know, from National Guard folks who need to have uh, improved motion sickness because okay. when they jump out of airplanes, that you know, understandably challenging. And we have technologies here at NASA that can help reduce those performance impediments. So we've connected some folks here uh, okay. within NASA and then connecting, of course, outside as well. I know that you also do a, a lot of work with some of diver- diversity and inclusion yes. stuff, and you've, you've specifically worked with some of your students to make for sure that different groups are like represented, making for sure that really NASA, but also like the military in itself, is representative of the American public. Absolutely. So diversity is so important. Uh, Excellence demands diversity and diversity demands excellence. It's such an important thing. One of the best analogies I have for people who don't always fully get it right away uh, is that I was fortunate to go to West Point and they had the West Point band, right? This Mm -hmm. amazing orchestra. And the conductor got up and said, play. And it sounded awful. I'm I sure. Mean, awful. And I was just, everyone was like, um, what? This I don't know is, if this is how that works. Yeah, I thought they but. were supposed to be good. Like, and he said, that is diversity. And here is diversity with inclusion. And then he got up and he orchestrated. He did his conducting. Yeah. And it sounded beautiful. Making sure everybody yes, gets a just, chance to shine. The the music that you expect to hear from you know the West Point band. And so that was such a key analogy for me. We are all instruments. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of us are in the wood family, maybe some of us in the brass family or the guitar family. And within those families, there's variation. There's Spanish guitar and electric and mm-hmm. acoustic and all these different types of instruments, even within a family. And then within that, you have age and material. So totally. you have all these variations, and you, but you're still playing this music. If we had the same you know, monotonous tone over and over, that's no one wants that, right? Yeah. That's boring and that's not going to be helpful. But if you get these different instruments together and orchestrate them so that they can sound their best sound, then you get this beautiful melody. And that is what diversity and inclusion is. And when you bring different people together and don't say, I want you to be, you know, I know you're from this culture, but I want you to act like you're from another one. That's not going to be effective. And we unintentionally can do that sometimes. Sometimes even make your own kind of group think of people with like personalities are attractive. And, and, but it's not even the difference of cultural backgrounds 
but it's or, or regional backgrounds for that matter, but also personality types. Mm-hmm. Some people are more extroverted. Some are yes. more introverted. Some people, you know, have well, different ways of thinking. Exactly. Along the lines of thinking, neurodiversity is a, a term nowadays Shoot. that's so important. And that's saying, OK, we have people who are, again, very different mindsets, very mm-hmm. different brain sets. And we have this difference in, you know, whether you're on the autistic spectrum or, or elsewhere. These all matter. There's a mm-hmm. place for everybody. Yes, it takes work to include and infuse and ensure that we have this beautiful melody, but it's worth it. I mean, it's absolutely, we will not get to where we are. We were, we will not get to where we want to be without diversity and inclusion. So Mars and beyond, we need to uh-huh. have it. If you look at the International Space Station, these are thousands of lines of codes, thousands of wires, all these different mechanical parts. They came together the first time right in mm-hmm. space and that was worldwide contribution because of the director I, I happened to meet him and we had a great discussion and he was very imperative about including these different voices and these mm-hmm. different perspectives and ensuring everyone had an avenue to be the best that they could be so when it came together it came together right the first time and, and i know that you've also done you kind of spoken with different groups kind of had your students go out and yes, speak to different groups to kind of like go back and tell them about the stuff that you're working on or they have volunteered to do that on their own which just really? makes me so happy that they they come here a little fearful honestly a little you know anxious a little tense uh tentative and then they leave just with this confidence and this capability and this desire and passion to, to share more about the NASA. I've had probably half of all the interns come here who leave are like, I'm going to my elementary school, I'm going to my high school, I'm going to other groups to share how awesome NASA is, how awesome the Navy is, how awesome these opportunities are. And they, they want to share and say, wow, coding is for you. Coding, mm-hmm. you know, math is for everybody. You, you can do this. It's not just the stereotypes. It's so much more. And there's a place for you here. There's belonging. And they felt like they mattered they said wow you know for the first time i was in a group and i'm a woman and you know i was coding at this hackathon that the navy sponsored Mm -hmm. and people actually listened to me that was amazing that's never happened before as a you know a student female coding intern and and here she had that experience so the fact that we can facilitate that and encourage our mentors you know it's it goes to speak of the quality of our mentors and Mm -hmm. the quality of the people here but it's just really encouraging when uh, when you get those stories and you get the folks and I've, I've gotten a bunch of thank you cards and things I didn't <laughs> expect this summer from people just saying how much this meant to them to have someone believe in them and now they can go forward and do these amazing things. And so for somebody who's a student, whether they're you know, straight out of high school or even in college who wants to get involved, um, I, I know NASA has its own kind of internship program, um, but for this group specifically, how does people go even go about getting involved, getting a mentor, going about doing it? So that's another great point. There are lots of ways to mentor others and to mm-hmm. be mentored. So one of the, I'll be honest, when I was much younger, one of the things I had was like, oh, it has to be this older person and gray hair. And, <laughs> and honestly, my mentor in the military was this young guy who was just great and said, no, you, you, I want you to math model. And I had never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, if he wants me to do it, it must mean I'm capable. So I'll go math model. And then I end up loving math modeling. It's so much fun. So there's there's micro mentoring moments. You know, one person said, you should give docs. And when I was younger in my career, I thought I should give docs. Okay, I'll start <laughs> go doing that. And, and it turned into so many other things and book chapters and all kinds of fun stuff that I just didn't know were out there to be done. So 
on the the short side, a lot of people think, oh, I don't have time to mentor. I, you know, it's so in, involved, yeah. and it can be. But you can also do little things like micro affirmations to say, you've got this. You you can go totally. do this. You're capable. Go do great things. And that means a lot to people more than anyone can imagine. On the other side, there is the more formal side. For example, NASA, OSSI, mm-hmm. is the website you want to go to if you're someone the listening. One, in. Step, one stop initiative. One stop shopping. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and that is for NASA intern, uh, potential interns yes. to go and make their accounts and sign up for uh, NASA internships. And then for the Navy side, N-R-E-I-P, the Naval Research Enterprise Internship Program, okay. is the acronym for that, N-R-E-I-P. That website, you should go now, fall time, to apply for next summer okay. uh, to get in. And they have funded internships that are okay. at labs throughout the country. And that's another great avenue to go and get internships. And so, yeah, there are formal programs for sure. And if some students, you know, maybe they're still junior or they don't have quite the experience to get a funded internship, you can volunteer and and reach out and make those connections and develop those relationships and develop your skills so that when you're here, you get to do great things. And, you know, whether it's working in a fluid dynamics lab and testing um, disc golfs, Mm -hmm. discs for Frisbee, I got to see a student do that and (laughs) she really learned how to do the physics and it's like, you know, that was really hard. And that was the hardest part, but that's what I loved the most about it is overcoming that challenge of the physics. And the mentor here needed her to do that for his educational outreach. And it's just great to see that facilitated. Awesome. So people know what they need to search online to go find find everything. Yes. OSSI for NASA and NREIP for Navy. And, and similarly, so if anybody has any questions, yes. um, we're at NASA Ames. We're using the hashtag NASA Silicon Valley. And so we can follow up with any questions people may have. Absolutely. I encourage anyone out there who does have a, whether you're within NASA or within the DOD, if you're listening in, please contact us and let us know if you have an, a project or an area you want to collaborate on. And I can help facilitate that. Uh, that's one of my roles. And certainly if you're a student, I encourage you to think about NASA and contribute to the awesome and amazing uh, mission that we have. And if you're just a person out there listening, I would encourage everyone to um, think a little different and embrace the diversity, STEM, and advocacy that we can all do. Thank you for coming on over. Thank you. Thank you.